do 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 cue intro music welcome back to sorry we're open i'm Lindsay and i'm jess and here we are why are you still here actually i know exactly why you're still here we're funny and we're back, baby. Welcome back to Sorry Rope Men. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. And this is episode eight, potentially. <laughs> I think it's eight. I feel kind of confident that it's eight, but you know what? It's been a long day. It has been a long day. I got up at 6 a.m. and did yoga. Okay. Well, way to humble brag on all of us. I actually kind of enjoy the morning yoga, but I'm feeling oh. the repercussions. Yeah, I played I played basketball on Sunday and then also soccer, and oh man, those are yeah those are two sports that I haven't played in literally years, and so now my body are you an athlete? You know, are you telling us you're fit? Like kinda, but like my body is so sore. And then I had to run a couple errands today, so I went up and down my six flights of stairs twice today. Um, my body did not love that, Um, so. Glad we're both doing well. You know, I'm really starting to feel this, the, the struggle of adult life. Like having to eat the food that's in my fridge instead of just permanently getting sushi 24-7. <laughs> Honestly, if sushi could sustain me for the rest of my life, I probably would do it. It's so good. It's really, I haven't like, had good sushi in a while. Lindsay. I know. All right, we're changing that. We're going to change that narrative ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, my roommate and her boyfriend, they, they, got, um, they got sushi the other day, and it smelled so good, and I was jealous. Ugh, we love it. We love it. Well, um, I guess we, can, guess we can start the episode. Yeah, I mean, like, that is not at all related to what we're talking about. Obviously, it rarely is ever related to what we're talking about, but I'm glad um, we got that spiel out of the way. Um, so Jess, I, well, so this is Jess's topic, so I guess it's my turn to, like, ask the questions, and Jess could be, like, a guest on her own podcast. Fabulous. Um, so Jess, what are we talking about today? Wow, great. Lindsay, you did such a great job with my first question. Thank you. Um, so today, <laughs> we are talking about this, the concept of closure and, like, how people heal. Yeah. So I'm ready to delve into this bad boy, because... Wowza. <laughs> Have we both had experiences with closure or without closure, I might say? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my like kind of interest in this topic on both a or come from both a professional and a personal level. Um, for people who don't know, I studied psychology undergrad and I'm fascinated by people's brains and behaviors and find that fun. So, when I went through stuff in my own life that required me to find this closure, I was really interested, you know, on the back end about like what what do they actually say about closure? Because who is I'm they? Wondering, who is they? You know, the science. The, the science. Okay. All right. the, the the Google. What does Google say about closure? That's true. What does Google say? Anyway, because like I feel like when something bad happens to you, or you lose someone, or you go through a difficult time, people are always say people are always like it gets better. You're gonna find closure. It won't bother you anymore. And I've like. And while I say that to people all the time, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're sometimes when you're in it 
and you're like healing, it's like, holy, like, no, I will never get to the other end of this. And so basically I went to the Google and I was like, okay, Google, what does closure mean? And so according to the dictionary, closure is a sense of resolution or conclusion, a feeling that an emotional or traumatic feeling has been resolved. Okay. That checks out to me. <laughs> and, uh, and some people say it like has to do with like finding an answer, like answering, being, uh, being able to know the why. And it's known in psychology as cognitive closure. Um, and I think what I've essentially realized and reflected on a lot in my own life is that I think closure is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Oh, there it is. The cold, hard truth. Like, I think I've had a really complicated relationship with closure. And then recently I decided you just, you don't, that doesn't happen. You, you don't get to close the circle. Yeah, I guess in a sense, I feel like there, I feel like there's sometimes where you do have the, your own like autonomy to close the circle but you know it depends like if in relationships or friendships or stuff like that you know you kind of need the other person sign off a little bit (laughs) see no okay okay yeah go for it so my thought is that even if you think like oh I'm healed or I have this closure you're never back to where you were before it's not like Let's say we start on this point A of the circle. Yeah, it's and not theoretically we'd go all the way around and end back at point A, right? On the the circle, you would. You think. never get back to point A. <laughs> you never get back. To, it's not possible because I think that even if you do growing and changing and you come out the other end and you're like, thank God I made it through that or whatever, you're always going to have that and it's always going to impact you. I I have said to people it's like a mirror, so. And something difficult happens to you or bad or traumatic or whatever it is and your mirror shatters, it's put back together differently because there'll be little pieces that don't fit anymore. You put them back wrong or things change. Like I don't think closure exists because I don't think you will ever get back to that same beginning point. But then I guess, couldn't you say that like, I, I feel like that'd be like full closure. I feel like there's still some level of closure that you can have without ever getting back to where you were like you could have a sense of a uh, peace of mind no is that not closure but do you i mean do you ever really have complete peace of mind or something <laughs> like when you reflect on your life Lindsay, and you think about we're not bearing our souls but like you think about something that's happened to you mm-hmm. are you ever really closed from it are you ever like that doesn't bother me anymore and i'm not talking about like petty middle school gossip like that person was mean to me. I'm talking about like shit that's like rocked you in your lifetime. Yeah, I Can guess you think of anything and be like, yeah, I'm good. Doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe it bothers you less because that's fine. Things yeah, bother me less. Right. I was but gonna say like that doesn't bother you at all anymore. No, and I've been some been through the the ringer with some shit, and yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking back on it, and no, I mean some of that shit still crosses my mind. Um, and it doesn't have to be like frequent no like and it's not like the things that like have happened to me within the last like years um that like have caused me to think a lot about this is like yeah I don't cry about it anymore and I don't like have like visceral triggering responses right but like that doesn't mean that I don't think about it and that doesn't mean it doesn't shape the way I look at the world now 
what I've come to like think about is the fact that I don't think, I think instead of finding closure, you find involvement, like you find growth because I don't, I think like things like breakups, things like losing people, all those things like you don't really, you'll never be like, I don't think people are replaceable in your lifetime. Like if we're talking specifically about like closure within like a relationship, I don't think you ever really get back to a space where if someone was really important to you, I don't think they're replaceable. You can get other good friends. You can get a new boyfriend, girlfriend, dog, etc. But I don't think you really replace things. I think you just add to them. And so you have to figure out a way to like make that shit hurt less. But I don't think it ever leaves you. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying because yeah, like I don't like when you break up with someone, you know, and then you start dating someone new, there are still nuances of, you know, there are still traces of that other person and the new person that you're dating. Like, you know, there's still you still have remnants of this, I guess, other person. Um and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Like I don't no, want people to say that I'm no. saying that you're like living with all this negative juju because I don't think it in all ways it's bad. I think some of it will shape the way you approach things in the future. And maybe that'll be more difficult, but it also might be protective. It might be you learned like, I absolutely don't want anything to do with somebody who does X or like, I have no interest in sacrificing Y. Like, I think it shapes the way you look forward, the way you're like, I... I want to, like, do things differently. I want to be with different people. I want to mm. – so I basically think this whole concept of finding closure <laughs> doesn't really exist. Right. And I think that's what makes it really hard for a lot of people to to heal because they're waiting for for it to happen. They're waiting for it to be like, I am closed. Right. And so then I guess how in your own life have you been actively healing without this concept of closure? Excellent question. <laughs> Thank you. So I think that I recently decided that healing recently, a year, <laughs> a year ago I decided that healing comes from within. Like I think often when like bad things go down with people, this is just like an easy, relationships are an easy example. You want an apology. You want to understand like, why it happened, why they did the things they did, why they chose to do that horrible thing to you. Why doesn't someone see the situation the way you see it? Why doesn't someone realize how horrible their actions are? And I think what I've realized is even if they apologized, they fixed that behavior, they did whatever, I don't think someone saying they're sorry for doing something makes up for them doing it in a lot of ways. Like, if something really bad happens, like a relationship-ending thing, saying sorry I don't really think gives me a hint. It doesn't, it doesn't heal me. Essentially, like, I don't think that someone apologizing necessarily makes – like, is, like, great, I'm now healed. Like, I just don't think it works like that. Right, but what if they did more than that? Like, what if, like, they regretted every single thing they've ever done and, like, you – I don't know. I don't know. But I still think it has to come from within. 
Like I still think you're you have to do things. To oh, like you, you yourself, healed. right? Like you yeah, can't like, like get closure from someone else. Yes, and like I don't think you can heal and evolve and grow and whatever without engaging yourself because I think it's really easy to be like to look at a situation and be like you did something horrible like you were so horrible whatever 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 and it's very easy to then also on the other end be like what did I do to deserve this to happen to me or like to blame yourself it's very oh, easy yeah of to, be, to blame yourself yeah and I think it takes a lot of internal healing to be like to get to a point where you're not like completely beating yourself down and you're not also putting so much of your energy into being like i hate them right so how do you like, do that I, or you're gonna you know that's kind of you know i'm not first of all i should get off my soapbox like i am not the end all be all feeling <laughs> like you know like there's been a lot of unhealthy points in my life where right. i have been like i hate them 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 they're the worst thing in the whole world and where i would sob in bars and like you know, right. You know, but, heal, but healing is not a straight line journey, you know? No, not at all. And that's what, shout out to Elise, who has consistently in my life always said to me, healing, there's no timeline on healing. Nope. You shout out Elise. Much, shout out to Elise. You can take as much time as you need. No one decides one day that like one year posts something, six months posts something, five weeks posts something. There's no timeline. And there's think, not. <laughs> there's not. It, it doesn't exist. Like, you think we wouldn't all take a magic pill to not, like, hurt from shit anymore? Like, of course <laughs> we would. But I think, like, real change and real, quote-unquote, closure and healing comes from, like, doing stuff for yourself. Like, figuring out, like – so for me, like, a lot of it is, like, I worked it out in therapy. I started journaling. I was, like, figuring out – and I think some of this just was, like – a result of having more time by myself because the pandemic, but I was like, I think it got to a point where, you know, I was like, like, this is bad. Like, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm letting this like eat me inside. Like I'm defining my whole life based on this event. I like, I'm letting it color everything in my life. And I think I was like, I can't. Like I'm I don't, I don't want to anymore. Right. I, I am not. And I mean, I feel it's like, it's, like it's, ha- I was going to say, I feel like it, it was hard to come to that realization. Like, I often have often said this to people. You can't heal until you want to. Your friends can like want to love you and support you and lift you up and hold you close and be like, they are horrible. Like hot girl summer, all these <laughs> things. But you have to want to heal. And sometimes that that takes hitting rock bottom. Like, that takes hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people can relate to being at that rock bottom point. But there's been times in my life where I had to hit the bottom to be like, yup, like, I need to get better. Like, I need to do something about it. And, I mean, I found places where I've been like, I found things that now I've been able to channel things into where I've been like, I'm doing this for me because I need to stop having, being so triggered by this, by this person or by this event. So whether that's like the mute feature on Instagram is the best thing to ever exist. (laughs) Shout out to the inventors of Instagram, the mute feature. I love you. See, I don't know why you just 
don't unfollow people, but that's a whole nother can of So worms. it's something because I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with the dramatics of unfollowing someone, but not having to be triggered by their shit. Fair enough. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but like, I just think there's so much space. I think this concept of trying to find like the, the solution to the problem, the why, like I read so much about Lindsay, you're going to laugh. I'm excited. About I love how, laughing. So if people don't know, if you've never taken the 16 personality questionnaire or whatever Lindsay and I are the same We're I was gonna say ENFJ. Jess and I are the same type <laughs> ENFJ um, it, we love a good ENFJ um but essentially they've done a lot of research on this concept of closure and um per- personality essentially and they've seen that you know based on your personality type you're more you crave more of that closure. So sometimes mm. your healing takes longer than people with different personalities. <laughs> Funny enough, Lindsay, you and I both have a really hard time with closure. No way. Isn't that wild? <laughs> oh, what a thunk. <laughs> it says when they make connections with people, it's difficult for them to let go, mm. even when mm. they should. Mm. Well, like I'm actively triggered. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting to think about like, People, they say people have, like, when they look at the five big personality traits, like, people have a low sense of, like, tolerance, like, tolerance for uncertainty, have a high need for closure. People who, um, you know, experience more neuroticism. Thank you, big five personality quiz. You didn't need to tell me that one. But, like, you know, the distress of the unknown for certain personalities who are oftentimes less laid back. We really need, like, we need closure, which doesn't exist. But right, I was that's what makes it so hard. You need to come to. I'm trying to think of a way to say it without it. You know, like we could like define our own closure. It doesn't need to be the dictionary definition. You know, just like your own sense I mean, of peace. Like it's not full peace of mind, but it's just. Well, I think when it no longer. Like, like I said before, I really do think closure comes from your internal sense of, like, your ability to, the quote-unquote closure or healing comes from within. And it comes from, like, you doing something about the source of the pain mm-hmm. or the source that makes you upset. Because, like I said, I don't think an apology from someone else or an explanation will ever – you'll always want more. It'll never be enough. That's like so true. You want them to ignore you. You want them to apologize. They can't do Stop. both. Neither is a good option. Okay? And it'll never match the version in your head. They'll never say what you want them to say, especially when it's really bad and fucked up and messed up. Like, they're, they're never going to do that. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I've always said it has to come from within. You have to figure out, like, how do I take a small step forward? So maybe it's muting someone on Instagram. Maybe it's taking down photos of them. Maybe it's journaling every time you feel that like urge, talking to friends. I've listened to to so many podcasts on the concept of losing, because I think like losing relationships is really difficult and losing friendships, which is really less talked about. Like losing a friendship is really hard. Losing a family member. There's all different types of things you need to heal from. And I think that all of them, you need to give yourself grace. You need to think about like, how do you do that for yourself? How do you think about – so for me, it's been fucking running. I literally chucked up a hobby because I needed more th- space to not think about shit. 
and running was it for me. I don't think about anything on a run except, oh my God, I can't believe I have to run. Like, that's it. <laughs> and so, like, I think there's a lot of things where you have to, and I mean, the stupid, horrible cliche of time heals all wounds, it's got some truth to it space space and time like yeah space is a big one and I feel like a lot of people tend to get wrapped back up into the shit that hurt them in the first place and they don't realize it or they jump back in too soon like whether it's a friendship or relationship or anything like that like you cannot heal if that person is still actively in your life (laughs) yeah or even just like tangential to your life yeah like even just like slightly in it's like in your periphery peripheral like mm, I think it's yeah. so much harder yeah and when you have that sense of separation and I mean right but which is why like friendships and relationships are so hard because obviously like that person is gonna be friends with your friends and vice versa and you know you're all like you said tangentially related involved and it's tough and then you lose I mean, more than more than one person sometimes yeah and I And I think, like, the way I've, like, started to frame it is I don't think the pain really ends. I think it evolves. It evolves and, like, kind of settles. It'll always be there and it'll pop up in really random moments, like weird bad dreams or – but I think we need to start viewing it more as, like, an evolvement. I think, like, when things happen in life, life has so many ups and downs and the downs, like, the baggage, like, how do you lighten that baggage? And for me, that's been, like, giving myself the grace, giving, doing things where I'm like, this is better for me. Like, I think it's so hard for people to put themselves first a lot of the times because you're like, I'm trying to be a good friend. I want to do this. I want to do that. But like, you have, like, you have to resolve it in you. Like, I love my friends and I think my friends are the most supportive people on the earth, but they can't fix this. Like, they can't, they, they can tell me they love me a billion times, but until I want to do something about it and I want to you know, start giving myself that grace and start that process of evolvement. Like, I don't think, I don't think you're ever just like healed or closed. Like, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like you said, I guess it's not a hundred percent thing, but I, you know, I feel like some of the shit that happened a while ago, you know, I feel like pretty good about now. But like you said, I guess I'm not. It's always it always pops up randomly, but and it fades. Like yeah. it for sure fades. Yeah. Like, but I think it will. Be, it it shapes the fabric of your choices in the future. Like differently. So, so then, how have you have you done anything different since your experience, your event, the situation that you were in? I think I really have. I find there's a lot of outlets for me. I really benefit personally. I really benefit from hearing whether it's music or like reading quotes or podcasts. Like I really benefit from hearing others more relatable experiences. I benefit from hearing a song and being like, holy shit, th- they get it. They get it because you feel <laughs> less alone. Like, I'm going to be honest, Closure by Taylor Swift rocked my world. (laughs) The first time I listened to Closure by Taylor Swift, I actually sobbed, like sobbed. I was like, 
if you haven't listened to the closure by Taylor Swift, listen to it. And you're like, what the fuck is weird ass pots thing? There's like banging pots in the back of the song. And you're like, what the fuck? But basically, it's a metaphor for the concept that like closure is really chaotic. Healing is really chaotic. It's not a straight line. It's not linear. It has all this background noise. There's so much that goes into healing as people. And there's a line that's like, I don't need your closure. And I've held on to that because I'm like, I'm my own closure. I can find my own sense of healing and it'll be with me, but it doesn't need to affect my everyday life. It doesn't need to be that it's a current part of who I am. It's something that happened to me. It's something that impacted me, but it's also something that changed me. And maybe it gave me, you know, in a lot of different things that's happened in my life and friends I've lost, you know, through like high school and stuff, it reminds me that like we are resilient. People are really resilient. Like, there have been times in my life where I was like, I will never get over this. I will never. And (laughs) And I've been there. (laughs) Like, Lindsay's been like, no, you will. And I'm like, no, this is it. This is how I go out. I am literally never. But I think that finding baby steps in things that scare me. Like, we talked last episode. Like, going on a date was, like, a huge step in my, like, healing adventure. Like, I was so proud of her. (laughs) But like, it's just like, we can all think about like, when something happens, feel the way you want to feel. Like, I think we spend so much time being like, all right, I need to, I need to be better. Like, if you want to cry every day for two weeks about it, feel your feelings. And then what are you going to do about it? Right. I was going to say, you're like, you're allowed to wallow in it. For a little bit, and then and then a little, yeah, Yeah, a little bit of a wallow. I love a good wallow. Pretend that shit's not bothering us. You're you're cheating yourself of an emotion, and then news flash, it just festers into a festering wound, and then you accidentally one too many tequila shots, and you're sobbing in the back of a bar. Boom! (laughs) You could have avoided that if you just cried sober and weren't like, this doesn't bother me. Yeah, like it's allowed to bother you. Like, I just think, yeah. No, I, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, I have a question for you. Oh, God. Yeah, go for it. When you think about closure, mm-hmm. and healing, and blah, 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 do you think when something's like shocking or like blindsiding that it makes it more difficult to move forward versus like if you see shit Oh, if you coming? see it coming? Or like if shit's like, you know, things aren't great and they're like, why? Do you think, do you think one's easier than the other? Do you think they both suck? Like, I mean, they both suck, but, like, do you think that one's easier? Oh, um, no. Well, obviously, yes. They both suck in their respective ways. To be honest, I think, I don't know, because, like, when you see it coming, you almost expect for it to be different because you don't want it to come, so you keep expecting that, like, it's going to be different. So I guess that hurts in a way that's different than, like, completely blindsided I I don't know oh my god that's that's a that's a hard question I don't know what do you think so every time I read and think about this question I have a different answer (laughs) because I agree with you I think our own brain really fucks with us sometimes because I think once you've imagined a situation about how it's gonna play out about how it's gonna go down about like I said before with the apology situation when someone apologizes it's never gonna equal the, the shit the shit you put in your head Mm-mm. The way in which they tell you how horrible they behaved. It never goes like that. And so, but the blind side, 
I think can be devastating because you lose a lot of things sometimes at once. Because when a blindside happens, you're like, oh my God. Like sometimes when it's slower, I think it can be like, you kind of see it coming. You start thinking about what will life be like without this person in my life, whatever. When it's blindsided, I think sometimes it's like a jolt. Look, both suck. Straight yeah, up no, both yeah, suck. Yeah. Like, I don't think one's better than the other, truthfully. Yeah. But today I've decided I think the blindside sucks more. Right. But but then I guess I guess the question is like, did you just not see it? Is it really a blindside? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've been like blindsided, I guess, by some friendships, but also like – I was in middle school, so I don't really know if that counts. But, like, the really traumatic event that I'm thinking of, like, I was like, oh, it'll it'll keep getting better. And it never did. And so, like, I saw the end coming. And I saw, like, this big blow-up coming did not make it any better because I was expecting. Even though I saw it coming, I was expecting it not to come, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, I feel like, at least personally, I always expect, expect the, the best in people. I like hope. Okay. Especially I was just saying, I was like, Jessica, you don't expect the worst in people. <laughs> I always like, I be, I'm a firm believer that everyone is a good person and that good people <sighs> just make bad choices. Okay. Lindsay's <laughs> like staring into my soul right now. No, I really do believe that. No, I know. And I've said that to a lot of people. And, and I love that you believe that. Like, I believe that good people just make bad choices. And even people that do really, really horrible things. I'm sure there's exceptions to this that I'm current that I can think about, but I think bad, good people make bad choices and people, humans are innately like, you know, can sometimes be selfish and people can not think, consider, be, not be considerate of others and all that. But I believe that everyone is good and everyone wants to do the best for the world and others in most, in most situations. But... (laughs) And I think that that fact has helped me, has sometimes helped me have peace because even though there's been shit that I don't think, I, I don't believe I'll, like I just told you, I don't think I'll ever find closure for, I think that some part of me can find a little bit of peace in that it doesn't send me over a cliff anymore. And that's, like, two-plus years of hard work. Like, that's not – like, that did not happen overnight. But, like, you you, you can find a sense of healing. And I think – I always say all the time I don't recognize the person from a year ago. I don't recognize the person from two years. I really fucking don't recognize Jess from two years ago. Like, and that's for the fucking better. Thank God. You know what? Like, if you, like, you know, I don't believe in silver linings or shit, but if I was going to believe in silver linings, the silver lining is who I am right now. And I never want to stop growing. Like, right. You, you know, if, if like bad shit has happened to grow, like, fucking fine. Like, let's grow because I don't think, I don't believe that I will ever have do- be done growing. I think there's always growing and healing and moving to do in life. And like, that's how you live your life. Like, that's how your life is fulfilling. And, feels good and like right when i'm 95 i want to i want to be like i did it i grew till the day i died and that's it like i want to i want to n- like never stop that growing healing now i'm just like you know talking in circles but yeah <laughs> so then i have i have a question for you if something like traumatic or 
something where you feel like you'll need closure from, if something like that ever happens again, how do you think you'll handle it? I guess differently or the same or I guess you never really know until it happens, but. That's a good question. I'd like to say that I will have the foresight to be like, Chess, don't you remember the last time this happened? It was fine. But I think that's that's optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think that what I'll try to hold on to when things are difficult and what I try to hold on to now is that like I someday, whether it takes a week, a year, two years, ten years, someday it will just be a lesson. Like people I always like to think people are life or a lesson. They're either gonna be there forever or they're gonna have taught me something. And I hope I hope that all the people who are not in my life anymore that I would hope I can glean some kind of lesson from mm-hmm. them or they mm-hmm. they've shaped they're gonna shape something in the future because I just said that it all stays with you. Right. <laughs> but they shape something in the future. And so I would hope in my hard moments that I could remember that and just try to hold on to that. And at the end of the day, remind myself that it's okay to feel the way I feel right now, that you have to go through the parts where you're like, I'll never get over this to get to the part where like growing is possible. Mm-hmm. And like, let's be honest, people, like we all, <laughs> I am no health guru. And I am not – and, like, I'm sure Lindsay could fucking cackle about all the times that I have not had this healthy perspective on this. What? No, I can't even think of a one singular time. <laughs> but I think it's just an interesting thing to think about and explore about, like, how – who we are and the way we show up in our relationships and our personality traits and all impact, you know – how we move forward, how we heal, how we, you know, grow from situations. And I think, I think that I spent a long time in life so focused on my friendship with others and like thought it was so important that I failed to have a relationship with myself. And I think for the last year of my life has been the first time like I have, I feel like I'm friends with myself. And I know this sounds fucking crazy, but I'm <laughs> friends with myself. Like I, I like you should be. Yes. You I like hanging out with myself. You should. You're a cool person to hang out with. Thanks, Lens. <laughs> you too. But like I think I finally have a relationship with myself and that's something I didn't have for the other 22 years of life. I mean, maybe as a child, you. but like <laughs> I feel like I'm started to like I started to have a relationship with myself and I'm I'm doing things for me and this podcast is one of them and like that's a huge growth. We and love a that. Huge, when I reflect on, you know, shit that's happened, Mm -hmm. you know, in college and high school, I'm like, there we go, Jess. We've made made it to another level of adulthood. Woo. We love self-improvement and growth. All right. I have one last question for you. Mm -hmm. What would you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Like, what is the biggest takeaway? If they take away nothing else, what is like the one thing that you're like, if you need healing, this is this you should remember this I think it's to like welcome the healing process like healing leaves leads to involvement and growth and who you will be after something bad happens is just a different version of yourself and it 
I don't want to put better or worse or any kind of label on it. It'll just be another <laughs> evolvement of who you are mm-hmm. and take that opportunity to, to do something with it and whatever that may be. And I'm not talking like you don't have to start running or like doing something like this. Like, or, like yeah, that. I mean, you could have a friend force you to run too. Like that works also. Yeah, it was successful. But like <laughs> do something for you. Start a relationship with yourself. If you feel like you've lost important relationships, look inward. Yeah. Be like, how can I nourish myself? How can I be friends with myself? How can I do things for me? Because we, a lot of people give and give and give and give and give. But what do you put in your own bucket? Yep. What are you putting in your own bucket? So I would challenge people to think about stop, like I would say try not to be so scared of like the downfall. And that's coming from someone who feels like she's on the mountain. But try <laughs> not to be so scared when you tumble. Mm. And it's okay if right now you're not ready to heal. There's no shame being like I'm not ready yet there's so much media that's like moving forward feeling better right but it's okay to have that space you're like I'm just gonna sit with this today (laughs) yes I love that is there anything else you wanted to add I have a good quote so the last thing I wanted to share is something that um a quote from like feels like forever ago in my life that I think really sits with this. You're being presented with a choice, evolve or remain. If you choose to remain unchanged, you'll be presented with the same challenges, same routine, same storms, same situation until you learn from them. Until you love yourself enough to say no more, until you choose change. If you choose to evolve, you will connect with the strength within yourself you will explore what lies outside your comfort zone. You will awaken to love and you will become, you will be. You have everything you need. Choose to evolve. I love that quote. Who's it by? Let's see if she has it. Craig Crippen. Craig Crippen. Shout Thanks, out to Craig. Craig. Yeah. Craig, that's we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, but uh, that's my um, <laughs> that's my little guy today. So uh, hit me up with your thoughts. I this is a topic that I find very interesting. So if anyone wants to chat about it, call me, text me, beat me if you want to reach me. I was just gonna say, call me. Wait, what is it? Call me. Call beat me, me, beat me, beat me if me. you want. Yeah, call me, beat me if you. Okay. Anyway, um, we can have a impossible session. Impossible. <laughs> All right. Favorite favorite character from Impossible Go. What the fuck is the small little guy's name? Rufus. Thank you. The little rat guy. I oh, like the best. She, I like Shigo. Right? Is that her name? The evil one? The really hot one? I feel like maybe yes. You know what? I miss the that crossover was- crossovers of like Oh the like, didn't she do a crossover like Danny Phantom? Definitely. Like, Definitely. Like- because I had a crush on both of them and it was very confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, a threesome with you, Danny, and Kim Possible. Whoa. <gasps> Lindsay's like, my mother listens to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that's it for this episode of Sorry We're Open. Here is my bum bum bum. 
Also on Instagram, that's sorry, we're open podcast. If you want to be a guest, hit my line, either in the DMs or in on email. Sorry, we're open podcast at gmail.com. Um, we only have a few more episodes in this season. So if you are being a guest, you gotta hit us up soon because time's a ticking. We'll have all the guest slots booked up. So mm-hmm. um Yeah, but besides that, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Let us know your thoughts on closure and healing and also on your favorite compatible character. Thanks. Bye.